This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Thursday, April 30th. My name is Dylan Higgins. I'm joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how are you doing this morning? Oh, I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. We got a, uh, a weird mini slate of games today. It's not, yep. it's not teeny, but eight games. Eight games on the schedule. Eight games, it's split into two early games and six late games, and one of those late games, which also happens to be one of the better stacking options, has a decent chance for rain. Yeah, so it's kind of kind of risky, kind of tricky for that one. Okay, let's go ahead and dive right into it. Who sticks out to you uh, at catcher for Thursday? Sure, so there's a couple guys I kind of focus my attention on the main one is evan gaddis and he's off to a slow start on the year he's not really looking great but he is sort of coming around the plate at least based on recent results he has a couple hits and his i think his last three starts he has four hits something like that mm-hmm. and he's up against a lefty today and james paxton uh gaddis isn't really a huge platoon guy but at the same time you know that's Always something to look for. Uh, plus, he has the best uh, hitter-friendly stadium today. Yeah, um, for our Field of Streams picks, both me and Matt, and then uh, our guest Jason Collette, we all picked uh, James Paxton in Houston. And I think Paxton has plenty of upside, and the oh, yeah. Houston guys like to whiff. But at the same time, you know, there's those Houston guys that like to hit lefties. You know, this is a all April kind of been beating the drum on these Houston guys that can hit lefties but can also go over four. And I think Gaddis is one of those guys. Boomer bust, Paxton, but uh, has this potential for sure. Yeah, and with Paxton, at least to this point, he's shown himself to be a little bit homer prone this season. That's probably small sample noise. Mm-hmm. It could just be that he's missing spots and he's getting hit hard when he does. And if that's the case, then... Uh, you know, you'll probably want those Astros. Yeah, especially, yeah, guys like Gaddis. So he interests me. Um, I wrote two other names down that weren't that exciting. But um, the real cheap option for me is Carlos Ruiz against left-hander Tim Cooney. Can you tell me anything about Tim Cooney? <laughs> I really cannot. <laughs> you can look him up on the, his Fangraphs page, and that's about all I can tell you about him. Yeah, um, and that tends to be a good sign if you or I can't tell you a thing about a pitcher. Good sign if you're streaming against him, that is. There's, uh, yeah. Um, unfortunately, he's up against the Phillies, so there's not a lot to pick from, but he's left-handed, um, and one of the guys I like from that lineup is Carlos Ruiz. Uh, he's not driving many guys in this year, but he has an okay average. I don't know, pretty empty average. But it wouldn't shock me for him to do okay. Real cheap option. Hard to recommend, but real cheap option with a with a good matchup. And then um, Russell Martin gets TJ House, and one of my favorite stacks today is the Blue Jays at TJ House. There's no reason Russell Martin can't be a good piece of that, you know. But um, yeah, like that it. that matchup is quite good. Uh, the <laughs> downside I wrote about this in the Daily Grind today is everyone in the world must be in on TJ mm-hmm. House today because it's just. It's just such a fat matchup. And yeah. that's the game that also has the rain risk. It's about 50% chance of rain all yep. throughout the game. Yep. So we'll always stay on top of the weather on that one. Uh, if they're going to play, it's you know a great place to pick up a couple guys. I might go elsewhere for a full stack, just especially if you're playing a tournament, mm-hmm. uh, just because everyone's got to be in on that. 
Yep, it could blow up your uh, your whole team if that gets rained out for sure. The other name I jotted down, and this is just kind of a a, a punt, is uh, James McCann against Danny Duffy. Uh, he'll probably start since uh, you know Avila is a lefty; he's a righty, mm-hmm. uh, and you know that's really about all I could say about him. He'll start; he doesn't cost anything, and you know sometimes you just gotta take those you know kind of weak options if you're trying to get some kind of stack together. And that yeah, Detroit stack's pretty decent. Yeah, that's the second stack I really like is Detroit at Danny Duffy. Mm-hmm. And just getting a body and a good lineup that could do well. Uh could could pay off given its price. Um how about first base for you? I had a handful of options. Yeah, there's a couple more options at first base. Uh none that you know I really truly love. Obviously, you know, Miguel Cabrera, Edwin Encarnacion. Uh, those are all you know, good picks based on the matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as like a, a cheaper option, uh, there's not too much out there. Uh, I have Adam LaRoche down. He's off to kind of a weird start. His strikeout rate's at close to 40%. And he's never been a high strikeout guy, so I don't know what's going on there. But he's up against Trevor May. Yeah, Trevor May has been far from overpowering. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, another expensive option, Joey Votto, because Shelby mm-hmm. Miller, and why not? You know, Shelby Miller hasn't been you know, amazing, and Joey Votto's very capable. Obviously, it's it's fun to see healthy Joey Votto again. <laughs> it uh, is. He's a he's a great player when things are on, and and he's certainly still has plenty left in the tank. Um, Matt Adams gets David Buchanan. And I realize Tim Cooney is the less recognizable pitcher in that matchup, but David Buchanan certainly not overpowering either. No. Um, Carlos Santana gets Daniel Norris, and he's a switch hitter, but he likes to hit lefties for sure. Yeah, the the popular matchup there is is against TJ House, but Daniel Norris, who I think has plenty of potential, isn't a guy to shy away from yet. He hasn't put it together enough to be worried about him. And I wrote Edwin, and I wrote Miggy. They both have good matchups if you want to go expensive at first base. And then uh, Chris Carter gets James Paxton. Again, one of those lefties that either going to go 0 for 4 or, you know, do a big things against Paxton. So right. I like that at first base. Um, it's, it's an option, a cheap option. His He's been cold, but you never know with him, you know. He, he's actually, uh, his last, I think, eight games, he has nine hits. Yeah. Uh, so and two home runs in that period too. So he's yeah. showing signs of life. Yeah. I have him down as one of my outfielders. For yeah. <laughs> yeah. First base or outfield, depending on where he is for you. Um, he's a guy. Yeah. He's streaky, and if he's hot, cold on the season, but if he's you know ready to warm up, it could be a good time to get on board. Um, okay. How about second base for you? Uh, there's quite a lot out there today, uh, and that's kind of unusual for the position. Uh, your, your top three options are going to be uh, Jose Altuve, Ian Kinsler, and Devin Travis, uh, all based on matchups for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, Altuve is quite expensive um, for kind of what he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a lot of power, uh, just a guy who gets multiple hits. Uh, he does have the platoon advantage against Paxton, and Stadium is pretty good for offense. So that's it gives you some choices there. Uh, you also could t- look at Robinson Cano against Scott Feldman. If you're feeling really ballsy, you can go with Brian Dozier against Chris Sale. I uh, hope the platoon advantage, but, you know, it's Chris Sale. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, that, that 
pretty much rounds out what I was looking at today, I believe. Those were the names I wrote down. Um, did you say Devin Travis at TJ I House? Did. Yes. Yeah. Those were those are the names I had then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can pretty much go with any Blue Jay today. They're yeah. almost all right-handed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Plenty of options. Some of them a little more expensive than others, but um, a lot of good righty and lefty matchups. So mm-hmm. second base, there's there's options. Third base, I had some too. Third base, Matt Carpenter gets David Buchanan. Again, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with the St. Louis stack, even if they have a ambiguous pitcher going. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, not a trustworthy guy. Um, the hitter should still do fine. Of course, Josh Donaldson and the Blue Jays stack should do fine against uh, TJ House. Um, if you like that Tiger stack, uh, Castellanos gets Duffy. He's going to be cheap, but that's a platoon advantage for him, and he should do just fine, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kyle Seeger in Houston gets uh, Scott Feldman, and I like Kyle Seeger just fine also. So a fair amount of options at third base. Anybody else stick out to you? Yeah, Seeger's one of the guys I noticed. Uh, one thing to mention with him is he had a thumb injury they sat out for yesterday. He's mm-hmm. expected to play today, but it's not guaranteed, so keep an eye on that. Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, there's uh, Danny Valencia for the... Uh, Blue Jays, and I'm not positive he'll get into the lineup just because of uh, Jose Bautista's injury, mm-hmm. uh, since he's not getting that DH time, but he might still slip into the lineup somehow. Yeah, I wrote him Whether down. Whether like left field or, yeah. I don't know. I wrote him down Probably for outfield, field. but if he's at third base, he's a good cheap option, too. Yeah, and uh, Mike Moustakis has uh, Alfredo Simon, and, you know, it's just kind of a plain matchup, but... It's, are, are you in, it's out there. <laughs> are you an Alfredo Simon believer? Uh, in a sense. I mean, he's a solid pitcher. By believer, do you mean like a, an under-3 ERA like he's been showing or kind of like a uh, mid-3s guy? Probably I a, mid, as a mid-3s guy. I say he's a mid-3s guy, which is still pretty impressive for him, you know? Yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, he's, he's come a long way. <laughs> yeah, he's surprised. Unfortunately, his strikeout rate's not that high, but... So, you know, impressive, kind of a stream option, but he's also not a guy to avoid picking against, you know. No, he can definitely go against him if you want to. Yeah. Um, He kind of reminds me of Aaron Harang, who Jason Collette backed me on yesterday, and he ended up giving up five runs, you know, but was mostly good, other than, like, one tough inning. I think I finally figured out Harang. It's just, he throws... I was watching his start yesterday, and it didn't go well, but he throws, like... 13 different looking pitches yeah. and he just that's just what he does he throws different spots uh, it works up and down in and out really well most pitchers even at the major league level only work in and out mm-hmm. so there's a big advantage when you could throw four or five different pitches use them in a bunch of different ways use them in all over the plate uh, rather than just moving around a fastball mm-hmm. yeah he he burned me a little bit yesterday but i'm not all, all the way off and you know, with Alfredo Simon, I think I, I'm believing there a little bit, too. You know, he could do fine um, in Kansas City today. Yeah. Um, okay, shortstop is a position that usually gives me plenty of trouble, but I have <laughs> two picks today, neither of which I'm excited about. You know, two options. Um, I wrote down... Tell me, do you believe in Jose Iglesias? I realize he's just <laughs> all his hits are falling in it, he, he's just a bat guy and yeah. that could very well continue you know um, it's, 
and he's it's not the worst play. <laughs> and he's gone through a lot of BABIP luck in his career. Um, but he also has a 791 OPS against left-handers, and luck or not, that's considerable. You know, he's, he's, that's a lot more than you expect from a guy with not very much power either. So I, w- I would expect him to put four or five balls in play today, and you know that's sometimes all you need from a cheap guy. Yeah, unfortunately, the Royals play pretty good defense, and that might be tough for that's him. True. But that said, uh, it's not going to cost much, I would think. I would hope. I would certainly wouldn't pay mid-level prices for him, but if he's cheap, Jose Iglesias is part of a stack I really like. Uh, is not the worst option at shortstop. It's the other guy I wrote who's nothing special, but again, just trying to find a cheap guy with an okay matchup. Um, Brad Miller gets Scott mm-hmm. Feldman. And Brad Miller's been okay this year. He certainly hasn't been bad. I think he has a homer and a few stolen bases or something. He can do some pop, some speed. It's at the bottom of the Seattle lineup, but... um. Yeah, it's going to be cheap, and he gets Scott Feldman, who's not intimidating. So those are some cheap options um, against modest pitchers. Uh, any other shortstop guys stick out to you? Uh, Mike Avilas against uh, Daniel Norris. Uh, he usually plays against those lefties, uh, sometimes even bats first or second. And that's really what you're looking for if you're going to use Avilas, if yeah. he's at the top of the lineup. Um, that's, uh, he's another contact guy. That's another one where I wrote him down at a different position. But Mike gotcha. Avila, if he's at shortstop, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I noted Ian Desmond against uh, Jake DeGrom just because on one site Desmond's quite quite cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of divergence between price and talent. The matchup's yeah. not good at all, but yeah. uh, sometimes that still works out. Um, yep. The other guy I noted, uh, again, not a good matchup, is uh, Wilmer Flores. Uh, he's again another guy is much cheaper than his talent level, but at the same time, you know, you got to deal with Steven Strasburg. Yeah, that's a that's a fun pitching matchup. Those two that should be yeah, worth that should watching. be the, the game to watch today. Yeah, as for Mike Avila's, Matt picked him the other day when the Indians were facing a lefty, and he hit a home run. And he has dubbed the concept of picking a guy that only hits lefties. Um, that only plays against lefties. He calls it the Mike Avila special, and I kind of like that. And uh, that will be in play again in Cleveland today, if they're not see, affected by weather. See, my poster child for that is Johnny Gomes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one, too. Um, so Mike Avila, is, if he's in that lineup, you got to check and make sure he's playing, and he should. Um, he gets Daniel Norris, and that's he could do just fine again. All right, how about in the outfield? I have, as usual, plenty of outfield options. Yeah, I don't. I don't think anyone's going to struggle getting an outfield together today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have your your Blue Jays and your Tigers. Uh, George Springer's against Paxton. Uh, Billy Hamilton has uh, Shelby Miller. There's a couple more options. Uh, Rajai Davis is a good one if he's uh, playing. Uh, yeah. He was backed up the other day. I always love Rajai Davis when he gets a lefty for sure. Jacob Marisnik's a, a cheaper option uh, with Houston. He's hitting real well this year. Yeah, I was going to ask if you believed in him. He's a guy that's always had plenty of talent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much I believe in his current average. He might be a 250 type hitter. I'd have to look a little closer, but mm-hmm. he's got some power. He's got some speed. He should, you know, be a reasonable option most days. Yep. Yeah. He's he's always had talent and hadn't quite clicked yet, but mm-hmm. this could be the start of it. Who knows? I wrote down, tell me if I'm crazy, I want to at least talk about him. I want to bring him up, and I never thought I would talk about him, but this is about the best situation to talk about him. Jeffrey Braden Francoeur. 
it's Tim Coney. <laughs> and Jeff Francoeur... <sighs> Jeff Francoeur has his flaws, undoubtedly. I don't think I've ever owned him in fantasy. But um, he gets a lefty who shouldn't be great, and he likes to hit lefties. And that can put him right in the middle of the order in the uh, Phillies lineup in St. Louis. I... <sighs> It's going to be cheap, you know. I don't know. That would be a, a fun wild card pick for me. Do you, and that's, do you... that's a two-game contest, so you could pretty much justify anything, and that's quite reasonable. Yeah. Uh, that Phillies lineup, I was looking at their performance the other day. Obviously, they're quite bad. Yeah. Uh, but w- one of the things they don't do very much is strike out, and that's also a source of a lot of DFS value for pitchers. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a weird situation that the Phillies offer. Uh, you, on some days, you might even think about using Cooney uh, on a two-game day, especially. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you could also definitely justify picking up those right-handed Phillies and going for a little mini stack there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I wanted to mention him. I don't I don't know that I fully vouch for him or stand behind him, but he's, like I say sometimes, he's a guy who's box score I'm going to check. I'm going to see what he did, you know. Um, I also wrote Darren Ruff. If Darren Ruff gets in, he likes to right. hit lefties, and he gets Tim Cooney. So yeah, there are there. a few Phillies guys to uh, to check. Um, Jason Hayward gets Buchanan. Um, Cole Calhoun of the Angels gets Jesse Chavez, again, also in the middle of the day. And I actually like Jesse Chavez, um, and I have to talk about him again uh, in a bit after we finish uh, our stuff for for Thursday, but I actually like Jesse Chavez, um, but uh, Matt brought up a good concern. Not sure how deep he's going to go into the game, and the ace bullpen mm-hmm. has struggled, but isn't necessarily bad, but I just like Cole Calhoun, you know, and I don't see any reason he can't do well uh, in Oakland, especially if he gets into a bullpen early, so I like Cole Calhoun, um, Jay Bruce gets Shelby Miller. Uh, we said Mike Avila is uh, Jose Bautista if he's in the lineup and they play that game. Danny Valencia, Kevin Pilar is also could be in that lineup against TJ House. Um, Melky Cabrera and Adam Eaton at the top of the White Sox lineup. Mm-hmm. We have Trevor May. Um, if you like the Tiger stack, and I do, J.D. Martinez and Yoannis Cespedes, right-handed outfielders, get Danny Duffy. No problem with that. And then the last one I have is Seth Smith gets Scott Feldman if you like Seattle lefties in Houston. So, yeah, that's just a rundown of decent options in the outfield. There's plenty. There's always plenty to pick yeah, from. Yeah, there's there's more than enough choices today. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, how about pitcher for you? I need. I mean, it's a, again only eight games. the The immediate one is Strasburg at Degrom, but the aces against each other kind of makes that tough. And they're neither of them are going to be cheap. Yeah, and I almost prefer DeGrom these days to Strasburg. Yeah. Uh, but looking at prices, it's not too much to jump from DeGrom to Sale, mm-hmm. uh, which might be worth you know figuring out. Yeah. Uh, on the cheaper end, I definitely like Daniel Norris against the Indians. It's a very left-handed hitting lineup. Uh, they're, they struggle against left-handed pitchers in general. Yeah. Uh, the few righties that get in there for those platoon starts like uh, Avilas and uh, Ryan Rayburn mm-hmm. are not intimidating. Yep. They have chances to do well, but it wouldn't, you know, and that's why we like them in DFS because they're cheap. Right. But it wouldn't surprise you. And if they don't do anything, the whole lineup might fall flat, you know. Yeah. Norris does have some strikeout ability, so it's not hard to see him going, you know, six innings, 
uh, five, six strikeouts, a couple of runs, and an easy win against TJ House. Yep. Um, yeah, I love Chris Sale in Minnesota. I don't know why you wouldn't. He should do just fine. It's going to cost you, you know, but he could do just fine. Garrett Richards, now that he's back in Oakland, I'm not scared of pitching in Oakland right now. Um, Mike Leake and Shelby Miller are both very average pitchers right now, but they get weak offenses in Cincinnati and Atlanta. And then um, I would, I've, we've talked about Alfredo Simone, and I think he's okay. I would stay away from him because not only does he not strike out many batters, but he's going to Kansas City where they don't strike out, you know. Right. So it's going to be hard for him to rack up many Ks. And he, he might get a win. I think, you know, he can get plenty of run support. But his ceiling is fairly low. So yeah, he's, I, I he's really kind of don't like. Play. I don't like any of the mid-tier players or pitchers today. Uh, yeah. Those being Shelby Miller, Simone, uh, Mike Leake, Danny Duffy, mm-hmm. Scott Feldman. They're all just... I, I don't care for any of those matchups. So yeah. I'm either going to find a way to get Sale, DeGrom, or Strasburg on the roster, or just kind of bite the bullet with Norris. Yep. And the other one I like is uh, James Paxton in Houston. That's our Field of Streams pick, and anybody against Houston can rack up the strikeouts, you know, can find their way in the, a fair number of points. But that's a volatile pick. Like we said, those lefties in Houston, they could get hit around also. So um, I like that. It's kind of a GPP play. You know, if things go right, me strikes out eight or nine, then great, you know. But he can also allow five or six runs if things go badly. Right. But it, th- if he, he'd been a little sharper in his previous outings, I'd feel a little better about that pick. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is that, yeah, uh, in yesterday's episode, I had picked and filled the streams Jesse Chavez uh, against Texas on Friday, but his start got moved, and he's pitching today instead. So that makes my pick <laughs> ineligible, uh, <laughs> non-existent. So I want to be on the record here. I've already changed it on the spreadsheet and everything, but um, changing my pick to I'm joining Matt with Tom Kohler at home against the Phillies, who's not inspiring at all, but should be okay, you know, and is definitely widely available. Um, he likes to pitch at home, and the Phillies aren't great. So um, I'm joining Matt, changing my pick for Friday. I am allowed to do that if I call in advance like this, <laughs> um, especially when Jesse Chavez gets moved. So wanted to go ahead and Fair say enough. that say that on air before I just change things. Anything else uh, for Thursday other than this weird two-game mini-stack in the afternoon? Yeah, just uh, pay attention to weather on that Blue Jays game, and mm-hmm. uh, good luck to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else have you been writing lately? Mostly just the daily grind. Anything else we should check out from you, Brad? I uh, write a uh, weekly uh, bullpen report for Roto World. Uh, that might be you know something to take a shot at. Uh, it's called Saves and Steals. Uh, cover the 30 closers in the league, kind of changes that occur. They're all ranked up into six tiers mm-hmm. uh, based on their quality. And then we also talk about steals. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what's going on with John Axford in Colorado. Yeah. Um, I mean, it looks like he's the guy. Uh, yeah. It, it's as surprising as it sounds he Axford signed with colorado because he saw a way to closing some games out and he's gotten there now yep i'm a sad latroy hawkins owner over here <laughs> yeah that's that bones me out because i knew there was a risk for sure you know like i'm also a sad joe nathan owner but there's not much you can do about that but latroy hawkins i was like come on you can do this you know they let him do it all last year but yeah 
it was funny. It worked out for me last year. I had him in a couple head-to-head leagues where those kind of crappy closers are a lot better in a head-to-head format where the strikeouts don't really matter mm-hmm. as much. Uh, he got through all of last year. Obviously, didn't get very far this year. It looks like Rafael Betancourt's the next guy in line. Yeah. And at some point, uh, I'm not sure about this first name, but uh, Jairo Diaz okay. uh, seems to be their kind of closer of the future in the minors. Well, that sounds like a, an article worth uh, or a feature worth checking out for sure. I got to be honest, trying to predict saves is one of my least favorite things in fantasy. <laughs> There's so much dart throwing, it feels like, you know. And at times you feel like the clubs are also throwing darts. But Yeah, the Blue Jays are a yeah. dart-throwing club right now. Uh, it's first a, Miguel Castro, now back to Brett Cecil. Yeah. Uh, with Roberto Asuna taking over Castro's original role. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a mess. It's a mess. It, that's the right word. Yeah, it's a mess. Um, cool. Well, yeah, that's over at Roto World. Um, definitely check that out if you need some saves help in your more standard formats. Um, other than that, I think I'll do it for us today on Thursday. Um, I'm Dylan Higgins. I am on Twitter at HigginsFOS. Brad can be found at Baseball A Team. One of these days, I'm going to ask you the story there about the <laughs> Baseball A Team, but uh, you can follow him there on Twitter. Make sure to check out our sibling podcast, The Sleeper and the Bust, here on Fangraphs, Tuesday, Thursday, Sundays. Other than that, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you guys on Friday. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy, or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs. <laughs>